And speaking of this awesome God, we, are, we have traced over these last six weeks Moses' journey in coming to know this amazing, powerful God. And um, we, as we come to this final chapter, quite, quite literally the final chapter in Deuteronomy, but the final chapter in Moses' life, we will be talking more about some of the lessons that Moses has, has learned that we have an opportunity to learn along with him. But this is the end of Moses's life, and um, we were filming it. It would probably be a wide shot, Moses standing on the top of Mount Nebo, looking into the Promised Land, knowing that he will not be going into it, but perhaps understanding all that it has taken Moses to get there. So let's follow this last piece of his life. Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is opposite Jericho. And the Lord showed him the whole land, Gilead, as far as Dan, all Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah, as far as the Western Sea, the Negev and the plain, that is the Valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, as far as Zor. The Lord said to him, this is the land of which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I've let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not cross over there. Then Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab at the Lord's command. He was buried in a valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor, but no one knows where his burial place is to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His sight was unimpaired and his vigor had not abated. The Israelites wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. Then the period of mourning for Moses was ended. Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him and the Israelites obeyed him, doing as the Lord had commanded Moses. Never since has there arisen a prophet in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. He was unequaled for all the signs and wonders that the Lord sent him to perform in the land of Egypt against Pharaoh and all of his servants and his entire land, and for all the mighty deeds and all the terrifying displays of power that Moses performed in the sight of all Israel. Here ends the lesson. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, you who are our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Years ago, I'm going to show my age a little bit. Um, it was an amazing thing when we were able to buy our first VCR. And suddenly, 
the, the life that I had known where you tuned in to a television program or to a more, more often a movie. And if you had to get up to leave the room for any reason, if you needed a snack, if you needed to um, uh, listen to, to something that was going on in another room, the movie just went on without you. And you would hear cries, you know, oh, this is happening, or oh, it's, it's, it's on, you know, come, you know, come listen, come see. And whatever you didn't see was lost to you. But then there were videotapes, there was a VCR, and there was a remote. And suddenly you could stop it. You could pause the film and go and do whatever you needed to do and come back and hit the button again and the movie would just flow on. And you could take as many breaks as you needed to. And if you sneezed or some rude person was coughing, you could push rewind and go back to the part that you missed because of all the noise that was going on around you. And if you were bored in the movie, you could fast forward. It was amazing. And all of that without even needing to leave your seat. Bliss, unadulterated bliss to have a remote and to be able to control the time. Over these last six weeks, we have journeyed with Moses, always in forward motion. Sometimes it seemed like fast forward because you'll, you might have noticed that I kind of fast forwarded right over the Ten Commandments, which a lot of people would say that was Moses's big moment, coming down from Mount Sinai with the tablets under his arm and all of the commandments, those foundational ideas of how we are to treat one another that still undergird our lives, our laws, are part of human civilization as we know it. But as we have walked with Moses in things big and small, what we have noticed is all that Moses has learned. And so we're going to push rewind just for a minute and go back to some of the highlights of what Moses came to know. This prince of Egypt, who wasn't born that way, born a slave, put into the river in a tippy little boat made of reeds, sealed with tar, to float into Pharaoh's life, or Pharaoh's daughter's life. Raised an Egyptian, yet always aware he was a Hebrew. He acted out of anger and learned the importance of peace and wisdom. He, called by a burning bush, went to the most powerful ruler of the time and said, not asked, but said, let my people go. And by the power of God was the liberator of the children of Israel. And as their leader took them out of captivity by God's power, led them through unbelievable challenges, even crossing through water to be able 
to go to freedom and then watched his humanity and the people's humanity and frailty become more evident as their fear, as their uncertainty took them all the way to the edge of the promised land only to fall back and wander for 40 years. And in that wandering, in that fear, in that humanity came God's decision that Moses was not ever going to cross into the, the promised land. He would see it. He would know that they'd gotten there. But he would not ever walk in that place after having brought the people so far. So as we rewind Moses's life, there's a theme, the music that just keeps playing that no matter what, God kept showing up. God's faithfulness in bringing Moses through every step, every stage of his life was there. That God's care for all of God's people never faltered. Even when they, when they complained about the water, when they complained about how much food they were getting or the lack thereof, no matter what the people did, God's covenant with them, God's care for them, never faltered, even when they did. And God promised this final thing, that Moses would stand at the top of the mountain and would see the promised land. And so we're going to pause right there and imagine. Just step into Moses's shoes just for a minute. This is quite literally the mountaintop experience because he's standing atop Mount Nebo, looking down. And I love the detail that though he was 120 years old, he still had really good eyesight. So maybe there were carrots mixed in with the manna and the quail, don't know. But Moses, vigorous, vigorous man Moses, is standing looking, seeing the vista from one end of the land to the other, all of the sparkling lakes and rivers, all of the vegetation that is waiting for them to come. And he gets to see it. And so we are paused there with him just for a minute as he just takes it in. And in those moments, perhaps you've, uh, we've shared these individually, when you come to those moments as you're standing about ready to, to uh, promise in a covenant of marriage with your, with your spouse, making those vows as you're standing at graveside, watching a loved one be lowered away and saying that final goodbye. There are those moments where life just kind of pauses and then there is a rewind as the movie up to that point comes. What brought me to this place? How did I get here? What did I learn? What do I wish I could send on into the next moments to make them even better or to teach somebody else? 
What could, what am I leaving behind? What is going ahead? So Moses perhaps stood there seeing what was in front of him, but then also thinking about the little boy growing up in Pharaoh's court, about the young man finding a new home in the wilderness. A man who was not gifted in speech, who was not born to be the kind of leader that God needed him to be, but was willing to take God's anointing and step into it. And then the human man who yelled and banged his staff and led when he could and fussed at his people and was just as human as the rest of us, all of those moments that he was glad for, the moments that he regretted, had brought him to stand here and to peek, to see ahead into this new world, and then to be able to push the play button again, not for himself, but for Joshua, the leader whom Moses had anointed to come next, the young man who had had vision years before and had looked into the promised, promised land and seen hope and a new life and was willing now, ready now, to lead God's people into that promise, to live there, to settle there. It was Joshua's time now, Joshua's people to lead. And so Moses laid down, and in some of the translations it says that he buried Moses. He, we assume to be God. Mysteriously, as God had worked in Moses' life up till then, in that final mystery, God laid Moses to rest in a place where we can dream where he might be, but will not ever completely know. And that's all right, because Moses' power was in the journey, not the destination. And so we, as we push play on our own lives, as we push the various buttons, needing sometimes to pause, needing sometimes to just rewind and think about it again, wanting to fast forward maybe to get to the most exciting part, we know that as day follows day, what Moses knew, we also know. That in each frame, each day, each moment of our lives, God is with us. If we learned no other lesson over these last weeks, may we know this that when we feel like we are enslaved in whatever situation we may be in, God hears our prayers and wants nothing more than to liberate us from that which is keeping us from wholeness. That when we are journeying and we are afraid of what is coming next, God is with us, opening up possibilities and wanting us to take those next steps 
to trust, to obey, and that God, as we come to each peak experience, each moment of, of knowing in our lives, hopes that we will take stock of what we know and be willing to let go, as Moses did, and to pass forward what we know to those who are yet to come. Because the most important fast forward, if you will, is that each lesson that Moses taught was echoed by Jesus Christ. As Jesus walked among the disciples, among all of the people, and said, God is here. God wants to free you from this broken covenant and give you new life. God has come to bring love and peace into your lives. God wants you to take a journey that is unending, to bring all that you are, all of your humanity, and to take these steps into new life, a new life that only God, only Jesus Christ can give, a promise of eternal life, a promise of salvation. And so we, like Moses, stand in this moment, in the peak, go peeking into the promised land, a land that we will get to step into, because like Moses, there's one who is coming with us, the new leader, Yeshua. We know him as Jesus, the one who is anointed, the leader who is meant to take us into the land that is unfading, that is kept for us, the promise that will never fade, the love that will never die, the grace, the salvation that only God can give. We have learned with Moses, let us go forward with our Joshua, with our Jesus, into the promises that are yet ahead. Amen.